0: This podcast is a production of the Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, a place where real people meet a real God to live in a real world. For more information, visit our website at www.communitycovenant.net.
1: Good morning, and how's everybody doing today? (laughs) I like the Pickens actually waves in the back row. Um, My name's Mary, and I am the Communications and Connections Director here at Community Covenant Church. And I just want to thank you all for pulling yourself away from all the ridiculously awesome sunshine this weekend to come and join us here today. Um, And also to touch base with you on a few things. Um, One is the Connect card that you guys will find in your bulletin or your worship guide. Um, I just want to encourage you, if you're new to Community Covenant or if you have updated information that you'd like to share with us, that you fill that out. And on the back side of that as well, there's um, some great opportunities for you to just check off different ministries or activities, services here in the church that you'd like to learn or know more about, whether it's a matter of something, a way that we can reach into your life to help serve you or something that you would like to serve as part of. Please do be sure to fill those out. Likewise, there's a place that you can put uh, prayer requests on there, whether it's a praise or um, a plea for help um, we'd love to come alongside you in prayer as well Um, and just a couple other things too to talk to you about today Uh, one is the high school and middle school insert that you guys will see in your worship guide as well we have a little bit different schedule this summer um, for our high school programming just to take advantage high school and middle school program i should be sure to say that uh, just to take advantage of all the beautiful weather we have here, so do check it out to make sure that you guys know exactly what you can plug into, and not just as students, but if you're interested in volunteering, too, and learning a little bit about the ministries, that's a great way to kind of get a sample of who we are and what we're about and, and how you might be able to help meet the needs of those ministries as well. Um, just one more thing, too, we'd like you guys to mark your calendar for June 26th. It's the Barbecue and Baptism that we have annually Out at Mirror Lake If you're interested in being baptized Please be sure to talk to one of our pastoral staff You can talk to me, I'll be out in the lobby uh, This morning following the services But if you're interested in being baptized at that At June 26th, please do reach out to us And let us know so that we can plug you into that Um, Now, May is Missions Month And um, we've had the privilege Of coming alongside the Boys and Girls Club Here at Eagle River um, Quite a bit more over the year We've supported them for for several years now, but we've been way more intentional as far as building a relationship and supporting that ministry. And we're trying to help them really have a strong volunteer base and to actually serve that ministry or that program to the best of our ability. And so we'd like to introduce you real quick to a brief video um, and encourage you to come on out after the service to connect with me out in the lobby if you see any ministry areas that you'd like to plug into, such as programs or just a field trip. Some some of the things it's just a matter of needing one more volunteer to go attend a barbecue. And I'll let people feed me for free. I don't know about you guys. All right. All right, go ahead and do the video please.
2: Good morning. I'm at the Boys and Girls Club of Eagle River with the director, Tracy Hoop. Tracy, could you tell us a little bit about uh, the Boys and Girls Club here in Eagle River?
3: Good morning. Thanks for coming out. Um, the, our Boys and Girls Club in Eagle River began in um, 1989, November the 18th to be exact, and we were fortunate enough to get this building a few years later. We did have an annex out off, off of Eagle River Elementary School, and then MEA donated the building to us and, uh, every year now for about 26 years. So they've been, we've been very fortunate to have such a, a nice building for all of the kids in the community to come to. We serve about about 100 kids a day and uh, currently have 207 kids enrolled into our program uh, with about uh, a little over 100 families uh, that belong to those children. We run 24 different programs throughout the year and we're coming up on summer.
2: Could you tell us a little bit about the summer programs uh, and also about the team program that you would like to get off the ground, and then opportunities for volunteers.
3: Sure, thank you. Um, we have a, a program, two or three programs scheduled for every single day of the week. Uh, field trip plan for Monday through Thursday. Uh, some of our programming include cooking club where the kids learn in and uh, come in and learn how to make breakfast for themselves. Uh, of course the, the staff are there to show them about recipes and how to measure things uh, We do art program um, a computer lab program including photography and our teen program uh, our teens have been uh, the numbers have been lacking the past few years We used to have a great teen music night that would happen once a month we have a uh, all the music equipment that we, you could possibly want out into the teen room. And we used to have 80, kids, 80 teens show up one Friday night and just play music with their bands, and everybody would come to listen. They would bring five cans of food, and then we would donate all the food to the local food pantry. It would be so nice to have somebody that knows how to use the soundboard and uh, how to plug in all the lights and hook up all the speakers and uh, create a positive environment for our teens in the community.
2: So there are a variety of opportunities for involvement here at the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, Immediately following the service, there will be an information table out in the welcome area. Stop by there. There will be all types of information about how you can get involved, what they're looking for in terms of uh, support for the various programs. And we're excited at Community Covenant Tracy about being a partner with our local Boys and Girls Club, making a difference in the lives of children and families in our community. Thank you so very much for you and your staff and all of your work that you are contributing to making a difference in the lives of children and their families.
3: Thank you so much for thinking of us and helping out the kids in our
4: community.
2: Thank you, Tracy.
5: Good morning. My name is Mike and I work with our youth and young adults here. I want to call up, since we're focusing on mission this month, uh, the Boys and Girls Club is certainly something that showed up last year when we did that external assessment. People in the community said teens need something to do. And so this is a great opportunity for us to partner. So I really want you to consider that. Uh, at the same time, mission is also one fun thing to do when you think about mission is what are things that I love or that I'm good at that could be a blessing to others and open doors for the gospel? And so I want to introduce Duncan Shackelford, a retired coach who's back full-time in the business. Uh, Duncan's life ta- lifelong Alaskan, and last year, due to his horsepower, a community lineman camp was started at um, Eagle River High School. So, Duncan, do you want to tell us about that, a little bit about who you are <clears throat> some dreams, and how people could be a part of it.
0: Good morning. I, I hope you can understand me. You know, every every morning I get up here lately, I'm, I'm reminded of God's blessings on the top of my truck in the form of pollen. So um, I'm always amazed when um, a church really takes time and uh, to reach out to its youth. And, and last year when Mike brought this idea to me and... and uh, Uh, all the work that you guys did. It it, it just amazed me to see something come together and uh, something as positive, uh, and and then to have it be a football camp really, really made me happy. Um, Last year, we had uh, several young men uh, uh, from Anchorage. Uh, When we first started this, we were just going to have local, and then we said, heck, let's just reach out to everybody. And so we brought in kids from Anchorage and had the camp uh, here part of it and then up at um, uh, at Eagle River High School and um, just had a blast. Brought up a young man that graduated from uh, Chugiak High School a number of years ago who was coaching at the University of uh, Georgia last year. Is now at the University of Alabama. and um, But uh, this year we're bringing up a coach from, a legendary coach from Texas named Mr. Richard Cundiff and uh, he's going to be working uh, with all of us there. But what a What a neat blessing that you guys uh, can help be a part of and and have been this last year and and continuing this year. If any of you would like to uh, help out with the camp, get in contact with Mike and I. If any of you would like to help out um, uh, possibly financially to any of the kids last year. Several people gave scholarships and really helped a number of the kids who who couldn't afford going to camp. So if you're interested in anything like that, please get with us, and, and we'll, be, we'll be glad to get you in the right direction. So thanks again, Community Covenant, for just a, uh, an awesome blessing uh, to our youth and our community and, and outreaching here to the uh, rest of Anchorage. So thank you very much.
6: Um, there's a sledge right there. <laughs> um, I'm Chris Mitchell, the middle school coordinator, um, and at this time I would like to invite all the confirmation teachers and all the confirmation students that are here at this service to come forward. David Thomas, I'll start you off. Good
0: to see you,
7: everyone. Good morning, Church. Um, I'm David Willie, and uh I had the honor of uh helping teach the class. Um actually okay. we had so many combinations class that we had to split the class and we, we there were really two classes. Um, and last week uh I teamed taught with Julie. And uh, actually, it was two weeks ago last week, was Mother's Day, and uh, two weeks ago was our last class, and, and one of the things that we did was uh, foot washing uh, we learned that from Jesus, and uh, it was really an example um, for the youth that, hey, go and do the same thing. And then uh, I had one question, or there were a bunch of questions that we had, but one of them was, what are we confirming? Sunday, and uh, one of our ladies, right away, she's like, we're confirming our faith, in our faith in Jesus Christ, and I was like, mm-hmm. like, that was awful, so that's essentially what confirmation is all about, it's where a young person takes ownership for their faith, and then they say, like, this is my faith, it's not Of my parents that brought me here. So that's essentially what confirmation is about. And we're going to get to hear uh, a few of the uh, stories today. So enjoy. I'm looking forward to it. Julie? Hold up. I like to do this. Hold up. (laughs) (laughs) They work better turned on. Oh, sorry. That was my (laughs) fault.
6: on the handoff.
8: <laughs> so can you hear me? Okay. My name is Tamara Tanner, and I've been so thankful, again, to be a part of um, teaching with the Confirmation class. And actually, I tag-teamed this year with Chris and Alyssa, um, and it was just such an amazing experience. Um, I just wanted to point out Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20. Uh, it says, or Jesus says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, um, and I know some. And this church is very missional, and you, you know, we're taught to go out and spread among everybody. But to me, this means these kids here are our, our foundation. These kids are our future, um, and I just I think that's so important. And I'm again amazed at their thirst and their passion for knowing Christ, and how. How, what this means to be a Christian in their everyday lives um, and just being able to apply that. And I just want to encourage anybody and everybody to, um, if you have any longing or any kind of thought that you may want to get involved in any capacity, middle school, high school, young adults, it, it's so amazing. And just you don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to know it all. You just have to be available. And, you know, you never know what kind of a blessing you might be to somebody or how you may be blessed. And I also wanted to say a thank you for Jen and Corey and our our amazing prayer warriors that prayed through us throughout the year Um, for these kids and for our instruction. That is such a huge asset. And that's another way that you guys can be involved and not, you know, directly be involved with the kids. If you want to be on the prayer team It is such an amazing thing. So I just wanted to shout out to you guys. So um, I'll turn it over to Julie. I had the honor of working with all of these youth, and I have to tell you they are amazing, and they are beautiful, and it is so exciting to see how much they love God. It is such an honor. I just also want to say um, and honor our families who give us the time and the grace to take the time to, to leave them and come here and to teach and to be with these youth and to engage with them. And it is such a pleasure to be with them. These are your youth, you guys, and you should be so proud of who they are and how much they love Jesus. It's awesome.
9: I'm Julie. I got to co teach with Chris this year, and I want to thank you guys, the parents. David. Sorry, Chris was written on my page. I meant to say David. Um, I want to thank the parents for letting us spend time with these students and speaking into their lives. And this year was a huge joy and a blessing to me. Chris couldn't have given me a better co teacher. Um, Chris could not have given me a better co teacher in David. (laughs) He's a great example of servant leadership. And I really hope that, if nothing else, the students walked away with that knowledge and with a greater understanding of what humility and leadership means, because David very much exemplifies that. Um, On our last Sunday in class, we had a time for the students to share a testimony from the year. We felt like this was something really important, because it gave them a chance to teach, to encourage, and to share who they had become in their faith journey this year. Your students literally brought me to tears. They shared stories of learning what the big words we use so casually mean so they can enjoy and learn from coming to the big church services. They shared the joy of learning to pray scripture, of affirming their salvation, and of knowing the satisfaction of discovering the truths of God's word for themselves and wanting to spend more and more time in it. We had students who asked for study Bibles for Christmas because they wanted to know how they could make their faith their own and become more like Jesus. Your students are amazing. To you guys, I can honestly say that I hope and pray that as teachers that we encouraged you guys, blessed you guys taught you guys, and gave you guys as much as you gave us. A.W. Tozer, who wrote some really good stuff on who God is and what he does in our lives, said this. Refuse to be average. Let your heart soar as high as it will. That is my prayer for each one of you guys, that you will refuse to be average, that you will refuse to stay where you are, but you will continue to grow, to love, to learn, and to become more like Jesus every day because you guys all are children of God, your sons and daughters of the King, and you are anything but average. And Julia is going to share a little bit of her testimony from what she learned this year.
4: Okay, so the verse that really stuck out to me this year um, during confirmation was uh, Romans 10.9, which says, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, um, you will be saved. Um It really hit me this verse because um it shows me how i can how I can accept God into my heart and um and so a while back, Julie shared this verse with me, and like after class when I went to her um, during a lesson in confirmation which talked about doubting your faith, so I thought to myself during that lesson, um is God really in my heart, or is he just in my head and I have knowledge about him. And I said that um, to my mind or I said that he was just in my mind and I knew a lot about him. I just didn't apply it to my life. So um, I went to Julie after class um, and she showed me this verse. Well, she showed me many verses, but this verse really hit me um, because it showed me how I can accept him into my heart and how I can apply it to my life and
6: At this time, I just want to read the names of all the confirmation students. Some of them are being second service, um, or some a few couple of them are sick also. And uh, and then we're gonna um, invite parents and grandparents and mentors to come on up, and we're just gonna pray for these youth. Um, Kellen Beam, Layla Beam, Ari Lewis, Maria Lewis, John Rajic, Carly Bauer. Shelby Chandler, Melody Music, Colton Reeves, Jordan Reeves, Evan Chadwick, Zachary Cole, uh, Timo Bartow, Nathaniel Lontoc, Joel Swanberg, Jackson Tanner, Julia Tanner, Allie Gates, Clara Gates, Jared Keeler, Mackenzie Clark, Megan Barnland, Kinsey Gates. Sorry, I read that really fast. but um, All right, if, um, if you're a parent, a grandparent, a mentor, um, we'll invite you guys to just come on up now, and uh, we just yeah, let us watch you guys move down a couple steps so we can pray for you. Holy Father, God, we thank you for each person um, that took time to study your word, to, um, to learn more about who you are and who they are. Um, and we pray for them as they uh, are given knowledge, God, and knowledge is, is an important thing, Lord. And um, we pray that, like uh, Julia said, that it moves from the head to the heart, Lord, and to the hands. Um, we pray for them to be light and salt in this world. We pray for your spirit to be upon them. Um, bless them and bless their families as they encourage them and walk beside, beside them. In your son's precious name, amen. amen. Oh, I forget this. I always forget yeah. to say that. I do people. Um, I have a message written, but I kind of feel funny giving it now. (laughs) I'm like, like, is that appropriate anymore? Um, So, uh, and I have a lot to say, so hold on to your seats. Um, So uh, go ahead and open your Bibles, your apps to uh, Acts 2, verse 1. Um, I'll give you a second. A crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard in their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all those who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthian, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt and part of Libya near Siren, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them all declaring the wonders of God in our own tongue. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I have to say. Those people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, no. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I'm going to move this over here. Um, Okay. A long time ago, I remember reading an essay uh, by Wendell Berry. And uh, in it, he was explaining what he thought the problem of youth were. Um, Youth today. Modern, urbanized youth. And he said, the biggest problem with youth today is that they're useless. (laughs) Um, So, uh... It's hard to argue with that, I guess, Uh, right? Um, So what a way to start Confirmation Sunday, huh? Uh, Youth have no value or significance in the household. They're pointless, right? At best, they're an ornament, right? Like a fancy sports car or a boat or a house. Um, They show the success, the status, the hard work and investments of the parents, right? Um, Or they're an accident. um, I have three lovely accidents that were blessings to us. Um, a burden to be my wife gave me a frown, sorry I shouldn't have said that um, <laughs> um, a burden to be carried until they can care for themselves in either case uh, youth don't seem to have any functional value they don't really seem to do anything um, they don't contribute to the family, their contributions are mostly ornamental and they take and they take and they take um, now Barry, he's like an agriculturalist um, so he, he compares that to an agrarian society, to farmers or hunters and subsistence families. Now, those types of families, youth are important, right? Because if you live on the farm, everybody has a job. And if you don't do your job, everybody in that family suffers. Um, everybody hurts because everybody is important. Now, I read that essay at least a decade ago. Um, but it stuck with me. Because I think about that a lot. Like, am I useless? Like, you know, I'm 40. I'm still thinking, like, am I useless? Um, Because a person doesn't have to think that hard to apply that same idea to other situations, right? Um, I mean, this is Sunday morning, so I'm going to apply it to church. Um, Now, we don't often think of youth as being big contributors to to the church. We don't think of youth as being important to a church, necessarily. Um, I mean, We're we're very proud of our youth. We we love our youth. Um, I mean, so like all the confirmation students, you know, you know, our hearts swell with pride. Um, It's great. Um, And sometimes though, you know, our youths are kind of objects of complaint. We complain about our youth, right? Um, So like like every time the youth play grog, something's broken in the church. That's one of the first things I heard (laughs) when I came here. Um, But rarely do we think of youth as valuable, as contributing to the church, um, as essential members of our congregation. Um, And when I think about why, I think part of the reason is that we have a hard time sometimes thinking of ourselves as valuable, essential members of the church. Um, Now, this is Confirmation Sunday. This is a Sunday to honor our middle schoolers, Um, who met with us week after week to study the beliefs of the church in preparation for hopefully a lifelong faith journey. Um, And it's also graduation Sunday, a time to honor the youth that have grown up with us. Um, But it's also Pentecost Sunday, and that's the fifth Sunday after Easter when the Holy Spirit was given to the believers. Um, To all who confess, Jesus is given the gifts of the Holy Spirit. According to according to First Corinthians two, fourteen through fifteen, the Holy Spirit's what gives a believer life. Right? It teaches us to recognize who God is and what God's doing. And it empowers us to join him in that. But lots of times, individual believers, right? We believe that in general, but individually, we have a hard time believing that we can contribute to what God's doing. Um, now maybe we have doubt because we think we're too young, or we have doubt because we think we're too old, um, and somehow that disqualifies us. People aren't going to want to hear from us, um, or somehow we feel disqualified because of things that have happened to us, because of our past, or things that we've done. Um, and I can understand that too. I, this is my hometown. I grew up here. I spent my teenage year here, teenage years here, and I'm. Very glad that the local newspapers' online archives are very short. Um, So, you don't have to look too far to find skeletons in my closet, um, to hear rumors about ways that I'm broken, that I've messed up. Um, I understand feeling inadequate and useless. But, at some point we have to decide, don't we? Jesus Christ is Lord or He's not. He has the power to forgive, or he does not. He has the power to heal, or he does not. I just dropped my thing. Um, and And he welcomes us into his family, or he does not. Now, I believe in Jesus, that he is Lord. He forgives, he heals, and he welcomes us with open arms into his family. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, freely given to all who confess Christ... We're called to be part of his family, to his community, and his church. And there's an essential role for each of us to play in his mission. And because of the Holy Spirit, um, not only are we able to participate, right? It's necessary for the health of the entire church that we all participate, um, that everybody fully uses the gifts that they're given. Um, We are not ornaments. You are not an ornament. You're essential. Um, In 1 Corinthians 1 7, Paul tells us that you aren't missing any spiritual gifts while you wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. Now, that means that together we have all we need to grow in purpose and unity and faith. And that you that Paul's using is plural. Um, We don't really use plural yous in English. So, a better translation might be you all or y'all. Y'all aren't missing any spiritual gifts while y'all are waiting for the Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. Because you, by yourself, you're missing all sorts of spiritual gifts. And me, by myself, I'm missing all sorts of spiritual gifts. I'm a mess when I'm all by myself, as my wife can attest. But when we come together as a body, the men and women of God, we have all we need to grow in faith. When you don't participate in community... Right, You don't receive the gifts that you need to sustain your faith. And if you're not participating in community, then the rest of us aren't receiving the gifts we need to grow in faith. Um, And when we struggle in our faith, and we're all going to struggle, often one of two things are happening. One, we're missing people that can speak into our lives, that can speak faith into our lives, that can speak health and growth into our lives that can stir the Holy Spirit into our lives. We're missing that. Or two, we're not exercising the things that are inside of us, right? That cause us to grow. We're just being useless. And it doesn't take long for feeling useless to change into feeling hopeless, right? If we feel as as if we have nothing to contribute if we feel as if we don't have any value to offer, if we feel as if we're not important, if we feel as if our presence doesn't matter, then it's really easy to believe that God's not doing something in our life. Um, So when I think about the church, when I think about the problems of our church, you know, Community Covenant here in Eagle River, and also the broader church, right, the big C, church in the world, when I think about the problems of it, I think one of the problems is, is that the better a church does, the stronger, um, the more successful, um, the more stable the church gets, the more that individuals inside that church start feeling useless, that their individual gifts and talents don't really matter. So somehow we just do this because we w- we want to make something together. But we end up creating a church where we think we're not needed. That somehow lets us buy into a lie that we have nothing to give. And we listen to voices that tell us that we have nothing to give, right? And it's so harmful. And because we don't feel like we have nothing to give here, right? We're useless here. We go find a place to be of use someplace else, right? And we create a life. We have no space to give. We're so busy with all this other stuff, of course we have no space. Because we're not of use here, I'm going to go be useful there. And then I'm just tired, and I want to watch Netflix. Um, So if we're useless um, in the church, then we have no time and space for Christian community. And of course we have no time and space for spiritual formation. And the people within the church wither and die. Um... But that's not how God wants it. That's not his plan. It's not his design. The Holy Spirit has formed us so that we each have a role, right? That we come together to do something. Uh, First Corinthians. First Corinthians is a great book for community. So you should all read that. That's my homework assignment. Twelve seven reads, To each one, a manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Right? For the common good. To each one. Everyone is important and needed we got to get through this together. No one is useless, and um, as John Wimber, father of the vineyard movement, used to like to say, everybody gets to play. You're important. The body of Christ, the fellowship of believers, has no hierarchy except for Christ. We're all equal and essential for faith. You are essential for my faith, and I am essential for yours. i got to really wrap this up. Um, During the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit blew through the room, People from all over were able to understand each other, right? They could hear praises to God be given in their own languages. Um, They could hear God glorified in tongues and languages as if it was their own. God was doing something then, and he's doing something now. That same Holy Spirit is given to all of us now, to all the men and women, young and old, so that we can participate in God's kingdom. Um... You may have noticed I have this puzzle piece tattooed here on my arm. Um, now, that was inspired by uh, one of my seminary professors, uh, Dr. Brenda Salter-McDeal, and uh, she works in racial reconciliation. That's her kind of big area, um, how the different people of God are meant to come together to form a more complete picture of who God is. Um, so I'm barring this off of her. Um, now, hopefully you all have a puzzle piece. Go ahead and pull it out. So, take a look at it. Mine's green, and it has something. I, I can't tell what. Um, this puzzle piece is useless. It, it has no point. If I found it on the street, it, so, if I thought about it, I would pick it up and I'd throw it away. Alone, it has no purpose. but, All these pieces are from one puzzle, okay? All these pieces are meant to to be put together. And when you try to put together a puzzle and you're missing a few pieces, those missing pieces drive you crazy, (laughs) right? It's just not working. The puzzle's not complete. It's not whole. It doesn't look how it's supposed to look. The piece in your hands that I just said was useless is also unique and special. It's important. You may not understand why it's shaped the way it's shaped, why it looks the way it looks, but you trust that somehow, with all these other pieces, that it makes something, that it fits together. Its uniqueness is found in community with the other pieces. And you're a piece of the puzzle. All of you. You're valuable and unique, called for a purpose. So, wrapping up, uh, confirmation students, graduates, church. Uh, I don't don't know where all of you are on your faith journey. Some of you are still checking things out. Some of you have questions. Um, Some of you guys are going to be having questions for a long time. Some of you aren't sure about things. Some of you are wounded and hurt but you're meant to be welcome here. Christ has invited you, and we all need you. All right, Mike.
5: It's your lucky day. It's two messages today. (laughs) Um, I really appreciate what Chris had to share. Uh, We're going to send our seniors into their next season. It was about that time when I actually started to believe when I was 18 years old that God would use someone like me. And I knew nothing. I knew nothing. But that was pivotal for me to pursue Him. And so I I think I I really resonate with what Chris was sharing. If you feel stuck or a little bit disillusioned, you do matter. And it takes a step of faith for you to trust that you belong and that you have a gift to give. So can I encourage you to risk being known and giving your gift and failing? Uh, That's one thing I really appreciate about Pastor Todd. He lets me try things that bomb. (laughs) And it's okay. Uh, In the grand scheme of things, God cares way more about his mission than anyone else does. And what, what he does in my failures, he grows me. And he'll grow you too. So would you risk being known and giving your gift and being, being the piece in the puzzle we need? We need that as a church right now. We need to come together. And So um, I want to call up our seniors, and I'm going to have them stand, and we're going to just share a few brief things. But uh, So seniors in high school, if you're in the room, come on up. I think we at least have a few. Uh, let's welcome David, Tessa, and Nathaniel. Let's give them a hand. They are finishing. These are fabulous young men and women. Uh, these three, outstanding. I was thinking about our seniors. They are outstanding uh, young men and women, and it's a joy to have known them. So here's the short message. I'm going to get a little... Uh, Exhorting with you. Poker. Get my spiritual poker out. But I also want to celebrate. One of the first things when I came to Alaska, I, I hiked flat top. Everybody hikes flat top. And flat top's flat top. But if you go to the back and you look, and as far as you can see, you can't see anything that man has really done. And so, you are, we're celebrating. You got to this peak. And then I want you to look and for the rest of your life, you can keep, there's going to be valleys and mountains, and it's awesome. It is so good to be in God's story. Uh, there's going to be very hard times, and there's going to be exhilarating times. But you matter. Your peace matters. And it's a joy. We want to celebrate this moment with you. You guys have worked really hard. Academically, spiritually, emotionally, young men and women. And so, I want to give one more hand. Let's, like, let's encourage these guys. So two, two charges. Uh, all three of you were at Chick. One of the themes was water and thirst. So the first uh, from uh, Jeremiah 2, verse 13. And so Jeremiah is a story where God's people got carried away because of where their hearts went. And what, who they, how they represented him. He says, My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water. And have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. So, the first thing is that God alone can meet your thirst. The rest of your life, you're going to have tons of things that you enjoy, gifts that you love, mountains, for me, fishing, mountains, family, but I can never get life from those things. They're gifts. Uh, You're going to be thirsty. Who am I? What is life about? And life alone, your thirst is quenched in God alone. And that goes for all of us. We, we take a gift and we try to get life out of it. And so that's the first thing is that go to him for living water. The second is a really long passage, but it was one that we, we centered on in youth group. Um, but the very end of it uh, talks about giving water to others. So for you, go where water is given. That's the first thing. And recognize, too, academically, I don't know if we do a great job of speaking to the mind of believers. As you guys go into college, some of the smartest people in the world are Christians. And so I hope that you find good conversation about the vast nature of who God is. God alone can meet your thirst. Second one is you can help meet the thirst of others. So I'm going to read all of this Romans 12, 9 through 21. But the very end is what we want to center on. This is great exhortation for all of us. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, and this is what the second charge is, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. And I think I've mentioned that before. That's a good thing. Um, it's not like I'm going to be nice so that you feel bad. Uh, Do not be overcome by evil. But overcome evil with good. So, as you go about life, you're going to encounter, we're, I think part of what sin has done is broken humanity. And you're going to experience broken humanity. A lot of those people are thirsty for real life. and So, uh, we got you some gifts this morning to remind you of thirst for you, that you would go to Living Water. They're pretty sweet uh, I like them. Maybe I'm an old guy, and I like old things. But um, it's a double-walled stainless steel, 100% BPA. No. um, (laughs) It can keep things cold, or it can keep things hot. It won't dent real easy. It has the name of our church on it. Um, But would you get your thirst met in God alone? And would you be a part of meeting the thirst of others? And uh, so at this time, I want any of our high school volunteer staff and parents, if you're willing, and grandparents, come up. We're going to pray for you. And I'm going to close with the last verse, of uh, Micah 6.8. Um, but we want to bless you. This is a surprise for some of the parents. <laughs> but come on up. Uh, you, our parents, I feel like uh, my role and Chris's role, we partner with the parents, with the youth in our church. And we're grateful for the parents. Our church believes in uh, the priesthood of believers. That we all matter. Our peace matters, and so we want to pray for you. Um, and Mary, were you going to pray the service? Is that? I
1: will pray. That be
5: fine. Okay. The
1: Heavenly Father, I just I want to thank you for the privilege of getting to watch these students grow up and to serve them. And I just pray that as they go out into the world, Lord, whether they're staying local or they're going out of state or they're going on whatever adventure that you might have ahead of them, that you will just be with them, that you'll surround them by people who care about them, that their support structure won't be limited to here, but they'll see the greater Kingdom that you have in place in this world. Um, they'll see you in the lives of others. They'll, they'll learn and ask questions that will allow them to be stronger and bolder in their faith every single day. I pray that you'll plug them into communities that care for them and you'll help them to find congregations that will embrace them and that you will take any questions out of their mind as to where to go next. And with that, though, Lord, I pray that you'll reassure them that they don't have to have everything figured out. This is just the beginning. Um, and it's an exciting beginning, and I pray that you'll just give them peace of mind and direction on the road ahead. You know and all God's people said, Amen. Amen.
5: So the last, the verse, this is the only one that I sent to Tyler, uh, Micah six eight. Um, he has shown you, my brothers and sisters, what is good and what does the Lord require of you. But to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. I'm gonna, I wanted to sh- I love the, the blessing of Aaron. Uh, and church, would we stand and just extend your hand? Let's bless our youth as we send them. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen.
1: Amen.